Hey, good morning, everybody. It is October 26th. And guess what? There's more snow. Isn't that great news? So much snow. It's just great. Can't even believe it. Well, let's do this. You're listening to the Realty Brothers Podcast with Matthew Atwood and Michael Atwood. There is so much changing in the marketplace on a daily basis, and real estate is clearly something that affects everyone. So whether you're a seasoned industry expert or simply curious on the topic of housing, this is your one-stop shop for tips, tricks, insider knowledge, and encouragement for the entrepreneur in all of us. I meant to mention the snow kind of... um facetiously and then i remembered that you love the snow so it really <laughs> it really was great news to you yay <laughs> even snow. snow in october you're 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 cool with i love it it's great that's just not right that's fundamentally wrong where was fall well we had it it was on a thursday yeah that's right yeah it's th- i think the annoying part is that we all know that winter lasts until like april and so right. when it starts in october it's just not right did you see that uh, that meme floating around uh, that lady from uh, that '70s show? And she's like, "It's snowing again, and we're still in a pandemic." And she's like sliding over a bottle of vodka. <laughs> it's like, "Oh yeah, it was snowing when we went into this thing." Oh, you're uh, so right. Uh, wow. Terrifying. Yeah. Oh well. Well, you know what? Uh, we'll find something cheerier to talk about. What is uh, sponsoring but not sponsoring you this week? Um, okay. A couple things, couple things. Uh, oh. first, just real quick. You, you hear this? You yes. Hear this? Should we play like name that sound? Should what we play this? name that sound? Yeah. Uh, uh. it's a bag of sun <laughs> chips, a bag of sun chips, Matt. Uh, Michael sun chips. No, that's delicious, but not what I want. It's a bag of what's my favorite candy this time of year. Ah, they're pumpkins. Pumpkins. (laughs) That is appropriate. I love these things so much. Like the candy corn pumpkins. Yeah, like, yeah, they're the, they have to be the Brock's. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, brand because those are the best. Um, Yeah, so I've got a bag of those sitting here at my desk. Um, But really the, uh, the sponsor sponsored not sponsored for me this weekend um was uh, the home depot right oh, i love home depot oh yeah they're so great yeah that's the power of the home depot i'll never have that cool voice but um <laughs> <laughs> just sounds like i'm you know trying to push one out anyway but um so i uh i i went to the home depot and i stocked up on a bunch of things that just needed to get done around the house and i just tackled it this weekend, and I just did all sorts of fun things. Redid some lighting. Um, Ooh, yeah, that uh, sounds fun. Yeah, you know, our did you like our mudroom was dark. I didn't. Okay, no. <laughs> but there was one point. Um, I did our our, our mudroom area because it was just one um, flush mount light way to the end of it, so it was very dark right when you walk in. I was like, I don't like this, so I did some like very similar track lighting to what we did in the Duluth office. Mm-hmm. kind of ran it, you know, ribbon type, um, through that room. Um, and then I was doing some, um, led strip lighting under the cabinets in our home office. Um, and I, I was kind of like standing and arching backwards, 
you know, over my head trying to get this thing under the the cabinet so I could see and make sure that it was straight and everything. Mm-hmm. And I get done up and I like hurt my back. I was like, Oh gosh. Oh, okay. Okay. And my wife comes running around the corner convinced I had just electrocuted myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, no, I'm just old. Just old. Just old. Oh no. Yeah. Well, next week you're not sponsored can be like the chiropractor or something. It might need to be. Yeah. Oh, no. I think, I think I have a pinched nerve or something cause it hurts all the way down my leg. That's anyway, redid the closet. Re- I mean, just like all of the all things. Sorts of things, just so many things. Wow. Okay. I have questions. Yeah. One, I have okay. been looking at that LED lighting. That's it's like a strip. Yeah. Right. Cause it always shows up on Amazon and I'm wondering, can you cut it with a scissors? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But what if you have like cabinets over here and cabinets over there and you need to cut it with the scissors? How are they still connected? Um, you just have to do a new one. Dang it. Yeah. Will the remote control both of them? Yes. Amazing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't understand. You know what I really want to do now is uh, is that uh, Phillips strip that goes like tapes behind your TV and it matches like the color tones of what's playing on the TV. Have you seen <gasps> this? No, that sounds it's amazing. It's so cool. It basically like... You know, if you have a your TV mounted, or even if it's on, you know, a, a cabinet or something, but yeah. it, it like it fills your room with light that is similar to the light that you're seeing on the screen. You know, so if there's a big explosion of yellows and reds and everything, it like explodes out and and carries out those tones throughout the room. Like it's super cool looking. That's amazing. Yeah. Science. So smart. Ugh. Okay. My other question back to the candy yeah. corn. Well, not candy corn, <laughs> candy pumpkins. Yeah. Um, so some people, I don't think it's just me, but some people I think we're, we're defined as, um, psychopaths, uh, will eat uh-huh. the candy corn in like order of color. <laughs> yeah. Right. And yeah. so do you do the same thing with the pumpkins? Like I would always have to eat the green top off first and then I can eat the rest of the pumpkin. No. No, I do do that with the candy corn though. Like I'll just take a little, just little nibbles, a little bit of the white off the top and mm-hmm. then the, the, the orange and then you have the yellow at the end. Um, yeah, but not, no, not the pumpkins. You just grab like five or six of those things and just chipmunk them into your oh cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> you're a monster. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, at least you're doing something fall and then you can go outside and shovel and the dentist next week. Ah, perfect. <laughs> Oh, that's too fun. I think that if I had to choose someone to be my sponsor, because, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of companies just banging down my door here. Right. Just begging. Um, I would have to go with Shipped. You know, the delivery service Shipped? No, I don't. Oh, my gosh. It is my favorite thing of all time, especially uh, with, like, COVID and quarantine and social distancing and all this stuff. I, I mean, I loved it before all this, but it's, you just put in your order for Target, Ivy, CVS, whatever. And someone goes and shops for you. And then huh. they just leave it at your door and send you a little text message saying it's outside. And then they leave and you don't wow. have to interact with people. They'll text you when they're at, I felt really bad because today I, uh, um, I had an order and I might have been sleeping while they were shopping. <laughs> um, 
and you can set your order window for when is a convenient time and all this stuff. But mm-hmm. non- nonetheless, it was poor planning on my part. So she was texting me <laughs> repeatedly saying, Hey, they don't have any of this. Would you like me to get this? Hello? Hello? Michael? <laughs> I'm the worst. Don't be upset. <laughs> okay, I'll go to another Target and look for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> terrible but anyway shipped it's the greatest thing i'm obsessed um i'm sure there's other there's like instacart and other things you can do but i don't know that's my number one so do you think it would be really super rad or really like depressing shopping for somebody else all the time some people enjoy that and who am i to deny them of the simple pleasures that they want to partake in a lot of people like they want to shop but you know they're like oh i have a shopping problem and i'm just going to spend all this money i i'm saying hey these are the things i need spend my money okay really silly question like how do they how how do they what do they they check out (laughs) whose money are they using shifts oh gotcha it's like an intermediary where you pay them they pay the okay cool yeah yeah it's pretty cool because like I'll order things, but my card doesn't actually get charged because what if they don't have it or what if I need to substitute something else that costs more or less or, you know, huh. so I only actually get charged after my, my final receipt comes in. Well, that's super cool. It's pretty neat, right? Yeah. Ugh, I like it. America. So anyway, <laughs> um, oh, you know what we haven't done in a while? What? Real? Wait. Oh, I don't know what button it is. I think it's this Try one. one. Hey, you, you. Did it. you know, I can label these, but I refuse to. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. rewind. You know, what we haven't done in a while. What? Real estate horror stories. <laughs> Your like deep voice is even worse than mine. <laughs> I know. Real estate horror stories. <laughs> mm, yes. <laughs> it's like a little Sean Connery, a little like... Bad. Real estate horror stories. No, but that's too deep. Oh. You, you just need the SHs and nothing else. Real estate horror stories. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so do you have one to share with us? I do. I do. You want to hear it? You already know this. <laughs> Real estate horror <laughs> stories. Now we're like WWE right here. Real estate horror Okay. Um, so you already know you already know this because it was such a fiasco, but um, I can't believe I haven't shared it yet on any of our our casts here yeah. of the pod. Um, but uh, you know, sometimes when you are in real estate, you also just don't get to avoid the things that other people have to go through too. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's funny is like, you know, I'm like, yeah, you know, I totally get it. I'm, I've moved too. And here's my story. And people are like, oh my gosh, that's never happened to me. That's terrible. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> yeah. You know, I guess I'm just taking one for the team. That's right. <sighs> so anyway, um, uh, let me, let me start at the beginning. Um, my wife is from the Racine, Milwaukee area. Milwaukee is what they say. Milwaukee? Um, Milwaukee. They don't really say the L. Got it. Okay. It's different. Yeah. Not normal. Um, So she's from the Racine, Milwaukee area. And um, she, I was trying to convince her to move to Southern Minnesota. And she said, yeah, you know, everything there's like split level homes and farmland. And I was like, well, you know, not entirely. (laughs) 
We have a lot of farmland. We have a lot of split-level homes, but let me show you some of the nicer places. And so I was taking her around. And I was showing her um, different neighborhoods, um, neighborhoods that I certainly couldn't afford to live in. Um, and I drove past this one particular house, and she was like, whoa, <laughs> if you buy me that house, I'll definitely move here. I was like, I can't. That, no. I mean, there. I can't afford that house. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to happen. But I just wanted you to see that there's nicer things. Um, so fast forward many years, like five, six years, and we we bought a house in town. Um, she moved from Racine, Milwaukee area, and she she came here. We bought a house, and uh, and it was lovely, and it was great, and you know all that, and it was just it was great. It was a really mm-hmm. great house. It needed a lot of work. <laughs> but we uh, we stepped up and we did uh, we did quite a bit of stuff. Some of the stuff we've talked about here on this podcast. So we uh, we put a lot of love into it, and um, and the market started to change a little bit, and it was kind of interesting. We're like, gosh, you know, all this work we've been putting into this house, and now homes like ours are start- starting to sell for a whole lot more money, and uh, so maybe we should consider selling it. Well, about that time, that house from 10 years ago that she said, you buy me that house, I'll move here, it went up for sale. Mm-hmm. Still f- surely could not afford it. Um, but my wife was like, let's go check out the open house. I was like, okay, fine. So we went and we looked at it and it was kind of everything we wanted. Um, but, you know, can't afford it. So we're starting to consider maybe we should sell our house. Well, let's keep doing some things. Let's keep fixing it up. Well, the price of that dream home kept dropping and dropping and dropping and dropping. And we're like, wow, it's really starting to get closer and closer to our price range if we can get top dollar for our house. So eventually we're like, you know what? We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to make the leap. We put our house for sale and here's where the horror story starts. (laughs) (laughs) It all unraveled from there. We put it up for sale. We had like 18 showings in the first two days. You must it have had insane. a really good realtor. Right. It was it was nuts. I mean, I I also had a really good photographer. Oh yeah. Which was oh, which sure. was me. Mm-hmm. I mean it it, it looked great. <laughs> um and uh just a ton of showings. And we get an offer right away. Like, bang, we got one. And I look it up and I was like, oh my gosh, they have a great house, super marketable, um, in kind of a similar areas where we were. So it was hot market. And I was like, their house is going to sell in no time. So um, we make our offer contingent on our house selling. They make an offer on our house contingent on their house selling. And then their house doesn't sell and it doesn't sell and doesn't sell. We're like, What's going on? Why isn't their house sold? And eventually they go, Yeah, never mind. We're just not gonna we're just not gonna move. Like, oh mm-hmm. man, you know, this happens, right? So, okay, shoot. So we now have to put Ugh. our house back on the market. And and the people we're trying to buy a house from are like, um, how much longer? You yeah. know, we might start entertaining some other offers here, and we're like, okay. Big price reduction on our house. You know, pretty much it was like we were going to sell our house in order to make this leap and be able to like furnish it and maybe do a few projects. It was like, nope, we're just going to cut it out. We just got to get our house sold. 
we get two more offers almost immediately. Mm -hmm. Except one is in a small town of 5,000 people or less. Actually, probably 1,000 people or less. uh, 30 minutes south. And and the other offer is coming from a town of 1,000 people or less. 30 minutes north. Both not great marketable towns. Right. And I'm like, come on. I mean, neither of these. And of course, it was contingent on their houses selling, which is why I bring up that they were not in great towns. So I'm like, okay, I don't know which one to do. So I I asked the agents, you know, can I see pictures of their houses? (laughs) I want to know what I think, you know, is going to sell faster. Um, and, uh, and it just so happened that the one South of us had a very similar style, like almost identical to the style of our house. In fact, had some pieces of decor that were exactly the same decor we had up in our house. I was Mm -hmm. like, it's fate. These are our buyers. Yeah. Right. So we, uh, we accepted their offer. And, uh, and of course it's contingent on their house selling, but I'm like, you know what? Hopefully it'll sell fast. And sure enough, uh, after just a few weeks, they got an offer on their house. Perfect. That was contingent on those people's house selling. <laughs> I was like, how far can this possibly go, yeah. Michael? I mean, is it just me or does this happen a lot? It's usually not that, that many layers into the inception. Uh. But it does happen, right? Did you say inception? Yes, yes. <laughs> an offer within anyway. an offer. Deal within deal yes. within deal. Uh, yeah, it was. So I'm like, okay, well, I, I don't even know anymore. Um, so whatever. And, and the people that, that, you know, we were trying to buy their house, our dream house, they were getting really antsy. It had already been on the market for like two years at this point, you know, and so they're like, come on, we need to get this thing to move. So um, long story, even longer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the people who were buying our buyer's house apparently went on vacation and didn't tell their banker and decided to just just not communicate with their bank for a while mm-hmm. and uh, or their agent. And so it ended up delaying closing um, on their house, which delayed closing on the next people's house, which delayed closing on my house, which delayed closing on the house I was trying to buy. Terrible. And I'm like, okay, what can I do to get this done? So these people who were buying my buyer's house come back from a vacation like, oh, we didn't know. Um, Okay, but we still need to move into your house people like we still need to move into their house because uh or else the whole thing falls apart and the people who are buying my house are like we can't let them move into our house unless we can move into your house Mm -hmm. and i was like okay hold on let me check with the people i'm trying to buy a house from hey can i move into your house and they're like no yeah (laughs) the the (laughs) correct answer let's just say but well yeah (laughs) And I'm like, but but wait, your house is vacant. You've already moved. Like, I'll pay you rent even. And yeah. they're like, yeah, we're just not comfortable with that. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So we're approaching Christmas. Our moving company also throws in a in a layer and says, we're booked the rest of the year. Right? Terrible. I mean, it was November. 
somewhere around November 20th. It was like somewhere around Thanksgiving. They're like, we can come and we can pack you up. But if you delay us, you know, no, no bueno, not going to happen. Right. So we're like, okay, just come pack us up. And they packed everything except for what we had put in the like suitcases pretty much. And we said, fine to our, the people who were buying our house, come on in, you can move in that way. The, their buyers could move into their house. And so they could, you know, the whole domino effect could start, Mm -hmm. which meant my wife and kids and I (laughs) had to go to our grandparents' house. Yes. And live out of suitcases. I mean, thank the Lord that that our grandparents' house was like half a mile from yes. our old house. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it was like, it was pretty simple for us. But we spent four or five weeks living out of our suitcases over Christmas. So we didn't even have like any of our Christmas stuff. Some friends of Jenny's dropped off like a little like Snoopy peanuts tree. You know, that yeah. little <laughs> dilapidated tree that you... <laughs> They brought us one because we didn't have a Christmas tree. Um, And, uh, you know, it was it was a very strange thing. Um, And then we were finally able to to close on all of it, which meant we could close on our dream house. Mm -hmm. But the movers were still out a few weeks. (laughs) So we were able to move into the new house, but still just be out of out of uh, the suitcases, uh, suitcases. (laughs) Yeah. And all of our stuff was in storage this whole time, um, which was uh, which was very different for us. Not having like anything, anything Mm -hmm. is very, very different. And then they just brought it and filled up the house. But that was just it was probably the most stressful months of my life it was just everything was disheveled everything was you know and and it was like you know me and my family just had to like take one for the team in order to get everybody else to happen you know yep yep yeah well i gotta say like you must have had a really good agent but everybody else in that transaction they they must not have been working with century 21 that's all that's (laughs) all i know say that again yeah yeah (laughs) I know I was, I was like on the phone with people constantly, like talking to closing companies, talking to agents, talking to other people's bankers, because I was like, come on, Which, yeah. can you talk to me? Seriously. How can we get this thing to work? Um, and they're like, oh, that's a good idea. And I won't name names, but there was one of the agents in this whole ordeal who legitimately said to me, wow, you're really good at this. Have you ever thought about becoming a real estate agent? <laughs> And I just like paused on the phone for a second and was about to be like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, oh, sorry, never mind. Because like I was kind of, you know, agent slash, you know, buyer slash seller slash everything. Right. But (laughs) I was like, come on. Did you forget who? Oh, okay. There we are. All right. Just hang up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's what I do. Uh, That's an ordeal. Mm-hmm. And and like you said, I think what happens is we get the really nasty ones out of the way um, with ourselves. <laughs> this is like yeah, uh, kind of like the taking one for the team mantra, but it's kind of just like our, our energy. We're like, I will be the sacrifice. I will volunteer as tribute <laughs> <laughs> yes. so that That's nobody right. else has to endure this. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah. Cause they're usually not nearly that nuts. Yeah. They're usually actually quite smooth. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. Well, and we actually got to know the people who bought our house and they're just, they're still like every time we see them, they're like, Oh, we just love that house so much. Well, that's I'm good. Like, oh, good. So we drive by it every once in a while and the kids wave at it. That's <laughs> fine. I'd say that's weird, but I think yeah. everyone does that a little bit. A little bit. I still do that too. Yeah. But I don't do it and like wave at it with love. I'm like, Ugh, they painted that. <laughs> How dare they? How I dare left them perfection. This was my masterpiece. <laughs> that's great. Oh my gosh. Well, um, I think last week we started to talk a little bit about uh, an uptick in the inventory, right? Um, yeah. And so I just was reading this report uh, again by the National Association of Realtors that was concluding on fall home sales. Um, I'm basically saying fall's done, right? There's snow right. on the ground. There is. Right. This is over. It's over. I mean, we're into Q4. We're done. Uh, anyway, so fall fall home sales, excuse me, have taken off. They've increased by double digits in the percents um, and houses are continuing to fly off the market, which I think is absolutely insane because normally, you know, um, home sales taper off right towards the end of the year. Uh, we see a big spring market and then we have some highs and lows through the summer and then we'll taper off through uh, the fall and into the beginning of winter. But no. And this has been like the last several months, right? That we've talked about this where I'm like, right. well, usually it's not this great for, you know, in August um, right. or for a September. And as we keep on going, we're up. Um, now this is specifically only for the Midwest region here for us. Uh, we're up almost 20%, like 19.8 something percent um, in home sales compared to this exact time a year ago. Hmm. And uh, the median home price is actually up about 15%. So it's not as if we're going to say that we're slashing prices and that's why right. this is happening. It's genuinely just an increase in the market and increase in value. Obviously, the increase in demand is there um, and the increase in supply, or excuse me, the decrease in supply. Uh, it's just insane. I can't even believe it. I, I was pulling the report uh, this last weekend on all of our offices, too, across the, the state of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And every one of them have been have been going leaps and bounds over the last like couple of weeks it's, here it's, in October. Yeah. October, isn't that nuts? And um, so obviously, like I said, Midwest is doing well. But just out of curiosity, I checked the other ones. Every other region is also <laughs> doing an increase of about the same twenty percent or so. Wow. So we're across the entire country, pretty consistent with that. So that's kind of wow. kind of big. Um, and an interesting fact: uh, they are kind of citing a reason for this is, um, you know, we kind of still don't really know what's happening with the pandemic. Um, but we we're seeing a lot more activity towards vacation homes, second homes, or just that home you've always wanted because of the increased flexibility of working from home. Sure. Yeah, I know. That's why I was working at my home office all day today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Although buying a buying a little lake home, just for like, just for an office, mm-hmm. that I could get my. I, I think that's really coming home. up because you know when we look at our offices, obviously across the state of Minnesota and into some of the other neighboring states in the Midwest here, um, we're seeing like the offices that have lakefront properties or or operate more in the lakes mm-hmm. are 
seeing such a dramatic increase from this year versus last year. Right. <laughs> you know, everyone's yeah. doing well and that's great, but the ones that have more lakefront properties are soaring. And I think it's got to be people that are taking just vacation homes or second homes and working from home there or just trading up their entire home uh, to something that they're like, yep, you know what? I wouldn't mind if I had a view of the water from my desk. Wouldn't that be amazing? Right? I have a view of my driveway. Oh, and what a driveway. And if it rains, <laughs> yeah, you get some water in there. A couple little puddles there. Yeah. Nice. Perfect. Gotta get that fixed. <laughs> Uh, but all that to say, uh, I did also notice that, uh, uh, days on the market is down, uh, first time buyers is up and a really good tidbit, um, distress sales. So foreclosures, short sales, uh, are less than 1% wow. of those sales. Wow. So again, everybody who's saying the, the market is turning or there's a pop, we still have a strong market that is sustaining all these home buyers that are coming in and have been coming in for the last, you know, nine months of strong market. Mm. are affording their homes. Yeah. You know, I, I was talking to um, to somebody I know who, who works at a bank. And I was like, you know, they keep saying, oh, the foreclosures are coming. You just wait. Once, once these uh, executive orders are lifted and everything, and there can be evictions and foreclosures and everything, it's just going to be mass chaos. Is that true? And he's like, no, no. <laughs> not that I've seen. Now, granted, I'm in a, you know, you know, small area here. So I'm not talking to like every banker across the United States and right. Like, hey, just wondering. But, uh, but from what we've seen, it's not, it's not nearly as bad as what some people are making it out to be. And partly it's because of all the programs out there that are helping people that are in need. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Yeah. If you put forth like one or two Google searches, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You're going to find a couple of things because I've been amazed by almost every county in the state of Minnesota has some sort of assistance program. Um, I've worked with a couple of people actually in their applications and it's been really simple. Um, the United Way, which of course you and I hold very, very high regard, has some really great yeah. programs. Um, you can go on, I think it's just 411something.com. I'm very helpful. Um, <laughs> but there, there's so, you could find so many programs that are helping people with their rent, helping people with their mortgages, helping people with their utilities. Uh, it, it is a time where there's so many people trying to step up. There are funds from uh, nonprofit agencies, from government agencies, from, uh, you know, worship centers, whatever have you. There's options out there so that if people are struggling, they don't need to go to foreclosure or they don't need to worry about everything coming back on them. But yeah, I guess kind of to your point, you don't, we don't know if, you know, Las Vegas, for example, is seeing something way different than we are. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's, I, I imagine that those programs are out there too. Oh, for sure. You know? um, so yeah, be sure to check it out. Google it if you need any assistance. Otherwise, uh, if you want to shoot us a message, um, you know, we can kind of help start you in the right direction. Be happy to email you something for those of you that need help. Otherwise, um, you know, if you just want to let me know what your horror story is too, um, see if you can t- top mine. <laughs> <laughs> and then let us know who your agent was. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> If we can get a little drama out of it, we obviously will. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my gosh. Well, should we talk about great leaders? <gasps> Have we finally reached the end? Why do you sound so... This is like the Matt, happiest you've sounded this entire... Have we finally reached endlessly 
the end of this. Don't cry, uh, buddy. Don't cry. I'm just yeah, not ready for it to be over. That's what this yeah, is. I know. But, you know, it. it's rounding it out. It's uh, It's been 10 weeks here now. 10 things, 10 qualities of great leaders. So let's see. It was, uh, first one was self-respect and respect for others, then the ability to communicate effectively and then integrity and character and then having a vision then being grounded then courage then persistence commitment and dedication then humility and last week was a sense of responsibility this week we wrap it all up nice and nice and pretty in a bow number 10 is decisiveness Mm. when action is called for real leaders don't waver knowing that a window of opportunity exists they act quickly and effectively based on the best available information. That's important. Yeah. Especially it, that last part. Yeah. There's a, there's a, in brackets, it says the time to act is now. Um, and I like that. That's, um, you know, it, th- I think it's very important to add though, too, based on the best available information. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, just, I think when, when people see that you're able to, um, take information that's been given to you, hopefully accurate information, um, and and you're able to quickly find a solution. Um, they have a lot more confidence in you, mm-hmm. for sure. Right? I think the the tidbit about the best available information is really important because you're pointing out two things. Um, <clears throat> one, you actually have some kind of awareness of what the best information would be and where you would get it. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And that takes a a certain amount of wherewithal or personal responsibility to not just get two pieces of the puzzle and say, you know what, there's probably some, uh, uh, there's some other information that I should take into consideration and this is where it would come from, or this is what we got to do to get there. Uh, But having that wherewithal to know what the best would be. And then second of all is available, right? And so at the end right. of the day, we're kind of um, alluding to the fact that it may not be all of the information or it may not be, uh, you know, the, the most complete information, but it's the best and available information to you at the time. And then you move forward with it. Um, being able to just in that moment, uh, after you have your information, make a decision and then press onward. Uh, ultimately, you're going to deal with whether that was the best decision or not. But I often like to say right. slow motion is better than no motion. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, because being stagnant drives a lot of people, me included, <laughs> very crazy. So there, there's a certain balance to being able to wait and make calculated decisions, but not just wait for the sake of waiting. Yeah. I, I'll say, too, when, when um, like with our employees, sometimes I, I'm, I'd rather them just make a decision like mm-hmm. any decision is better than no decision at all, right? Because even if it was the wrong decision, or I don't want to say like wrong, but maybe not the the best decision, then it's something that we can work through mm-hmm. and can be a learning experience. And and that is moving forward. That is progress. A thousand percent. Um, yep. Whereas if it's just indecisiveness all the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Like something has to move. Um, right. So yeah. Anyway, no, uh, I agree. So let me, yeah, let me, uh, let me, since this, since this is the last one, uh, let me kind of go back and, uh, and recap here again, uh, with a couple, 
additional small paragraphs. Uh, because I've been saying everyone, everyone, everyone has the ability to be a leader. And it's not necessarily something you're, you're put into by somebody else, though it could be. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily something you're born into or, or you're just born having this trait or this quality of a great leader, though you maybe could, right? You could be raised in a way that you are like, yeah, all these things, that's totally me. But most importantly, regardless of the position somebody's putting you in, you have the ability to put yourself in that position of leadership, no matter what your position is. Mm -hmm. And you have the ability to rewire your characteristics. You have that ability. You focus on these things. Like I said, I printed this list years ago, and each week I would focus on a different one and just try to focus my attention on it so that I could wire my brain to act that way instinctively. So let me kind of, like I said, start over here. Um, We're back to week one and I'll see you next week. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) With a couple additional paragraphs. So uh, it says a leader is one who knows that though the risk of failure may be great, they don't give up on themselves or others. Leaders are people of exceptional character who are capable of bringing others through a crisis. Leaders share certain qualities or characteristics, including self-respect and respect for others, the ability to communicate effectively, integrity and character, having a vision, being grounded, courage, persistence, commitment, and dedication, humility, a sense of responsibility, and decisiveness. Most importantly, leaders have these characteristics in balance. Some may tell you there is one characteristic more important than the rest. They'll say something like, oh, you have to have that vision thing above all else. Not true. People won't follow someone who has vision without courage or humility, for example. So that is uh, my uh, 10-week series on great leaders. (laughs) And uh, like I said, it's one of those things that I printed and hung above my desk for years um, because I realized that though I wasn't put into a leadership position at that time, I, uh, I could start to behave like one. And if you ever want to be put in a leadership position, you think they're going to look internally and go, oh, let's try, I don't know, nobody's really acting like a leader, uh, that one, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It's those who who act like a leader first. If you want to be successful, you have to first appear successful, right? Right. That's why, you know, you bought that nice fancy car, right? Dress for the job you want. (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) And that's a little piece about motivation from a motivational writer, Jen Sincero. Buy the damn car. Buy the damn car. Mm -hmm. (laughs) When you said dress for the job you want, I was like, well, apparently today I want to, a uh, non-video podcast because uh, <laughs> uh, I'm in my uh, pajamas still. There so you go. I haven't, I haven't. Uh, okay. Anyway, that's so funny. Um, say, speaking of clothing, it's yeah. Halloween this weekend. How did that happen? It's nuts, but I want to know what all the co- Halloween costumes are in your household. Okay. Um, so my oldest son, eight years old, he is Uh, going to be Zed the zombie from Disney's zombies. Cool. Yeah. I say it sounds like something I don't understand. (laughs) Um, But 
I did you see that cameo I got for him? Yes, that was very him cool. and Emerson. Yeah, mm-hmm. so this this app cameo where you can have stars record record personalized messages. So I was like, oh my gosh, Zed the Zombie is on there. This is gonna blow their minds because um because my my son and daughter are one day short of two years apart. So mm-hmm. you know hers is the twenty sixth of July, his is the twenty seventh of July. So I was like, it, it'll be a joint gift. Um, and I was thinking he'd be like. Hey, what up? Uh, it's it's me, Milo, whatever his name is, uh, or you know me as Zed the Zombie. Uh, just wanted to say happy birthday, bye. But it was actually like he sang like two snippets of different songs, and he like gave him shout outs, and I mean it was just awesome, such mm-hmm. a cool thing. So anyway, um, Benton is gonna <laughs> do that. The other thing though is, um, you know he he's also he's decisive. He's got that part down. He's gonna be a great leader but he's decisive over and over again. Okay. <laughs> so as to almost be indecisive. He's like, I want to be Zed the zombie. All right, we got it. We got him. The costume, he's ready to go. I want to be the Mandalorian. Oh. What? Okay. What? I thought you were going to be Zed the zombie. Nope. Now I'm going to be man. So we really just need to ask him maybe like three days before Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Anyway. Is the Mandalorian the baby Yoda? Is no. that... Oh, baby Yoda is the baby Yoda. What's the Mandalorian? <laughs> the, uh, the Mandalorian is the big like bounty hunter guy that's protecting the baby Yoda. Yeah, I don't know. Never saw it. Uh, anyway, um, I spent a lot of time on him because I don't really recall what the other two are, actually. <laughs> my daughter's probably Quality. a princess of some kind. And actually, my youngest uh, four-year-old, uh, he also wants to be the Mandalorian. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, okay, whatever. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, are you doing anything or are you just dressing up your dogs? It's always my dogs. Yeah. (laughs) So last year it didn't come on time. So Theo didn't get to be the UPS man. Mm. Um, and he was really disappointed about that. Uh, hold on. It didn't come in time. No. From UPS. Yeah. (laughs) What's that about? (laughs) That's awesome. Okay. So we have the, costume ready to go he'll be the ups man he's got the little ups hat and little fake arms holding a box nice. um i thought if i wanted to play along i should just kind of dress in all white and get a, a blue strip of the amazon prime tape and i can just be you know a package that he's delivering <laughs> sure prime yeah. delivery yeah. um and then we can just be a two-part deal i don't know what ellie is <laughs> I mean, you got your favorite dog. I've down. got the favorite dog taken care yeah. of. The one who hates me, she's on her own. That's all I got to say. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. I was I was looking at those uh, digital dudes. Have you seen those? Mm-mm. They make costumes, masks, sweaters, things where you can download their app and put it into the shirt or into the costume. And so like part of it, like your screen becomes part of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm going to forego here for Halloween and just, and just skip right to Christmas because they have one that I love. It's a, it's a totally hideously ugly Christmas sweater that has a, it's, it's very knit, like very old school Mm -hmm. and has a fireplace and you slide your phone in there. Uh, And so the flames are actually like going and like crackling. You can hear the crackling of the thing. I was like, this is cool. Digital dudes. Um, (laughs) Digital dudes. Yeah. All right. Last question. How much Christmas music have you listened to already? (laughs) I'm not allowed to turn it on 
I kid you not, we went and took our uh, Christmas photos uh, uh, Sunday afternoon, and um, I started I started whistling. Yeah. And my wife goes, "Stop, <laughs> stop it!" I was like, "Come on, it's snowy out. Yes. We're gonna go get our Christmas photos taken." We stopped at Starbucks and picked up hot cocos for the kids. Ugh, tis you know? the season. This is the and best. I, I know. This is, I just. If it it's going to so be snowy, joy. I'm just going to have to pretend it's Christmas. That's the only, the only way I can get through this. Yeah. You know my saying about the snow. I do. I appreciate it too. I repeat it a lot, actually. Do you? Mm-hmm. I, I'm actually starting to see it float around Facebook a lot more this year, which is good because we need to get the message out. If you can't find joy in the snow, You'll have the same amount of snow, but less joy. That's right. Right? I love that. Okay, so let's make it a great week. Uh, We've learned about pretty impressive things for qualities of great leaders, and I'm already feeling a little bit inspired. Yeah. And if you have a great tip on on things that you think can make you a great leader or us great leaders or... Uh, or just better people in general. We love motivation. We love to hear mm. quotes. Send mm-hmm. me a quote, please. I love quotes so much. And uh, and just contact us. You can you can contact us in all sorts of ways, can't they, Michael? Of course. Always email us at contact at therealtybros.com. Uh, otherwise, there's a handy-dandy link right at the bottom of this podcast. You can click on and record a message in uh, your own voice or your best bad Sean Connery. Um <laughs> Uh, find us on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook, whatever works. Uh, but send us a message, get in touch, ask us your questions, uh, and we'll be, we will be glad to hopefully come up with some kind of good answer for you. It'll be an answer at the very least, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you're listening to us. Um, and continue to share with other people. It's been really cool to watch the numbers grow on this podcast from our listener to more than one listener. I wish we could find out who these people are. <laughs> who are you? <laughs> like, are you genuine or are we being hacked by Russia right now? This is all I'm wondering. Yeah. Um, no, it actually tells us the the location and they're mostly within the United States. Um, so that's really cool. And we just want to continue to share and spread a little bit of education on what's happening in our market. You know, give you something to talk about at the water cooler. How about that? Yeah. And if you're in the Midwest, join me in some, uh, some festive whistling. Mm-hmm. nobody's gonna nobody's gonna do that stop oh come on <laughs> all right let's make it a great week we will see you guys next time bye everybody thanks for listening to the realty brothers podcast if you liked this episode please help support us by subscribing to the realty brothers on your favorite podcasting app and of course your five-star reviews are always greatly appreciated be sure to also check us out on facebook and on instagram as the realty bros and at our website therealtybros.com and we would love for you to join the conversation send us a message at the link in the description below message us on your favorite social media platform or shoot us an email contact at therealtybros.com